genre. Everybody and welcome to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, the daily podcast where we are watching the 1990 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles live-action movie one pizza scarf minute at a time. I am your host, Scott Tofty, and with me again for minute number eight are your fantastic co-hosts, Chris. Yeah, and Rachel. Hi. And Adam. Hello. Hey guys, how you doing? Awesome. Bodacious. It's a bit chilly. It's a bit okay. chilly. Oh, that was <laughs> underwhelming. Um, so we're looking at minute eight here today on this fantastic Wednesday, and it starts with Michelangelo peering at a phone book and ends with Michelangelo on the phone. Mm-hmm. Oh. Things that don't exist anymore. No. <laughs> we got a phone book in the What's mail. A maybe, phone book? Maybe two or three weeks ago, it was about the size of a paperback novel. Remember when ripping a phone book in half was impressive? Yeah, now I, I was mean, just gonna say that. I feel like the only thing you see phone books used for anymore are feats of strength <laughs> and also various arts and crafts. I uh, I don't think I don't know if we got one for this last year, but I know um, for like the previous years that we've gotten phone books and like at our at our units they deliver like a stack to every stairwell. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, for, our unit like, does you know, that for too. like the six or eight unit uh, for the for the six or eight apartments per building. Um, like they, for, for like the last couple of years that I noticed them, they just sat there. Nobody took them. They would sit there for weeks and eventually by the end, somehow, you know, at some point somebody would have thrown them out. They'd be kicked out. They're out and and they're literally just kind of being blown around the lawn for maintenance to clean up. So like one of the last ones, I actually went around at like two in the morning, um, after they were delivered and I took like... How many did it take? I took probably 50 phone books and I made an archery like backstop. Nice. Uh, by yeah, by nice. like uh, binding them all together with duct tape nice. and saran wrap. I, and uh, that thing weighed a ton. I also used to use them for arts and crafts. I remember using the pages for like a paper mache thing. Oh, yeah. And um, when I was really little and my parents didn't have a lot of money, I used the phone books as a bed for my Barbie dolls and booster seats and booster oh. seats. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Booster, I would, seats. Yeah, I would use, I would make doll furniture out of phone books. My, uh, my lead singer used to uh, do tech support for yellow book. I remember <laughs> I used to make fun of him. I was like, I was like, how is there still a yellow book? And why do you have tech support? <laughs> Does it still exist? I don't think have so. Have you tried turning off your phone book and turning it back on? <laughs> well, no, is it plugged like, in? He would do like account support. Like if somebody took out an ad and they got it wrong, they would call and complain to him. Mm. I can't find the L's in my phone book. <laughs> Have you tried Where's turning the L's? To L? <laughs> oh, I it's, forgot to open it. It's after K before O. Uh, if, you've got, um, if you got to P, you're too far. <laughs> oh, man. That reminds M me of a joke. Right out. That I'll tell you guys at some other time. <laughs> Oh, about P. M. What am I talking about? I don't about? know. <laughs> um, yeah, it, listen, if the listeners really want to hear the joke, I'll, uh, I'll tell it on the Facebook page. <laughs> um, so we get our last credit here for director Steve Barron 
which when I Googled, I accidentally mistakenly typed Steve Bannon oh, no. and gave Don't myself a damn near heart attack. <laughs> no. Oh, man. Because that guy hey, also he, has a filmography, believe it or not. Yeah, he does, and it's terrifying. But hey, here's a little inside baseball for the listeners who might not be aware. We recorded this uh, back in, uh, what is it now, March? Yeah. And this is being released late April, early May. Yeah. So... I wonder what will have happened in the month and a half between now it's and like then. It's like time travel. Oh, man. Steve, um, I'm super curious. Steve Bannon will anyway. finally show his uh, reptilian form. Yes, I, I hope I hope <laughs> the people listening to this are living a in, in a much better future than our, our present. <laughs> yes. Anyway, Steve Barron uh, was... I didn't know this again until now. I'm learning all kinds of new things here on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute. He was music video director. Dude directed Billy Jean. Busy guy. Yeah. Yeah. He did, man, he did the AHA video for Take On Me. He did Cuts Like a Knife for Brian Adams. He he did a ton. He did the Money for Nothing video yeah, for Dire man. Straits. This dude was like the music video guru of the 80s. And uh, it's sort of new wavy video. kind of. Yeah, he, he said that. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I bet he went to a lot of MTV parties. Yeah. Probably. A lot of cocaine, probably. Oh, yeah. Probably really good oh, cocaine. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. The best cocaine. <laughs> Only the best <laughs> cocaine for Steve Real Barron. connoisseur. <laughs> um, that's, that's not appropriate. No. <laughs> we shouldn't say that about somebody. He also, <laughs> directed, he also directed Coneheads. Yeah. Oh. Oh, hey. Yeah. Nice. So, like. Nerf of the Garth. It was just this the, guy. the daughter's birthday the the actress who played the daughter i think oh, really? it re- was recently her birthday a oh nice factoid <laughs> there you go good little factoid mm-hmm. so we continue splinter speech and he's telling the the turtles how they need to be able to vanish without a trace and Raphael gets angry because he lost a sigh he like do they only have like the one set of weapons maybe Maybe that's yeah, why he's so I, angry. I guess, you know, I mean, they, they've only got a few. Presumably, they are not uh, keeping up their 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 lavish lifestyle through uh, petty crime and theft. So, <laughs> yeah, presu- I, it, that must have been hard for them to get. This yeah. is a fantastically teenagery moment when Raphael's like, "I lost my sigh," and Splinter's like, "Well, then it's gone." Like, what a dad move! Like, <laughs> yeah. you lost it; it's great. gone. I'm not, nothing I can <laughs> do about it. Is, yeah, the philosophy of Master Splinter is is pretty excellent. He's like, "Okay, cool." Relax. Who yeah. cares? Let it go. <laughs> Splinter. I don't understand how you are so high strung, and I have not rubbed off on you at all. Splinter says, "Relax." <laughs> Can I get that on a T-shirt? Splinter <laughs> says, "Relax." T-shirt. <laughs> also, uh, Raph is the only one <laughs> with a New York gone. accent. Yeah, that is funny. A really thick one. Like the rest that of the is... guys are like from Southern California. Well, Raphael's like from <laughs> New York, so Mikey's totally SoCal. Donatello. That accent's a little hard to place, like Orange County. Corey it's, Feldman. Yeah, it's just Corey Feldman. <laughs> and then it's just Corey Feldman. Leonardo is just power. like American accent dude. Yeah, he's like just he's just like when way. British actors try to speak American, it sounds Wait, like was Corey Feldman at the height of his power in nineteen ninety or had he already had his full I think voice? he's this is like Corey Feldman like starting to hang around Michael Jackson and kind of phase, like post oh, Lost yeah. Boys, mm, but pre yeah. surreal life. Corey Feldman. <laughs> so was this his swan song? Uh, one of them, I guess. <laughs> now, is yes. this before or after Corey Haim died? Oh, this is way before. Corey Haim didn't die until like the 2000s. Okay. Um, so there were still two active Corys in the world at this point. Gotcha. Um, yep. And uh, Corey Feldman probably did some things after this. I think he was still sort of in the news a little bit. Um, now, by the time Turtles 3 came out, that's a different story. 
is yeah just a few years he, later he did not want to do two and then he was like you know what can i can i come back now <laughs> <laughs> need the money well co- uh, cocaine is expensive it, it cocaine is, is not <laughs> just ask steve Barron. <laughs> <laughs> i wanted to bring that and back. steve bannon and steve bannon yeah and steve bannon <laughs> absolutely um so splinter's given this speech about how there's one more lesson that remains which again i think sort of alludes to that thing in the comic book about uh, how he's trying to raise the turtles to be his personal private army against the shredder uh he just doesn't want to tell him yet yeah also like having one lesson left to learn for like teenage like that's sad Uh yeah there's there's much more to learn in life than whatever this one lesson is that's just like really no no do you think he had to have like a birds and the bees talk with these guys (laughs) (laughs) oh no i mean they're different species it's not even no (laughs) so that's the other sad thing that just occurs to me now like what is their life gonna be like they're celibate Mm-hmm. Like right now, it has to be extremely uh, frustrating. Like, dude, that's part of the reason that Ralph is. That's probably part of the reason. Oh Ralph my is so god! Angry. How are they not all exploding for the rest of their lives? They're going to have no one to mate with. Well, like, turtles want to mate. They right? Need, they want to find other turtles. They just need a pair of Crocs. And, you know. Oh god! <laughs> oh god! <laughs> All right, <laughs> we did not we did not uh, watch that video uh, on on episode. No. That was nope. after. Nope, and I'm so, not putting that link in the show notes no. either. <laughs> no, just 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 YouTube up uh, no. turtle and you, Crocs. You know what? Don't do that, listeners. Don't, Don't do, do it. it. It's YouTube. Come Don't on, it's YouTube. do it. It's YouTube. Don't. It's not work. All right, listen. If you're gonna do it, it's your own risk. This is a fair yeah. warning. It is disturbing, um, and hilarious. Horrible. <laughs> Um, I love the shot at about 33 seconds in when Leo's eyes get really wide. Yeah. That, again, just like you can see every little bit of texture on the puppet, the way that the face reacts. Like, I'm sorry, no CG will ever look as good as like something tactile. Yeah. yeah. The, the, what they were able to do with the animatronics and the servos with these puppets is astounding. It's totally believable as a living, breathing thing. Mm-hmm. And there's like a wetness to, to the, the puppets. See, like, like Splinter has like, like he, he almost looks like he smells bad. Like, yeah. you know, it's, <laughs> he's, he looks, yeah, it's very, very, very detailed. Yeah, there's this thing that the Leonardo mask does where his eyes get wide and then they just twitch a little bit. It's just like the littlest twitch and it's such yeah. a human thing to do. Like, I almost, like, is, do they plan every little thing like that? Is that just like a glitch? The puppeteer, like, had a like a fly land on his finger so he twitched a minute. <laughs> like, it's incredible the amount of detail that these guys give. Yeah. And, and the difficulty of getting that, like, it, each one of these turtles has, like like a hundred feet of servo cable attached to them at all times to get, it's just so hard to get these shots. There's so much going on. Mm -hmm. Um, so Michelangelo is ordering pizza. I love that in the shot, there's a little rubber Noid action figure. Do you guys remember the Noid? Mm hmm. Do you know the, the, avoid the Noid? Remember that from Domino's pizza? That was one of those things, uh, that was, such a quintessentially 80s and 90s like thing it's like you know how mcdonald's had like grimace and mm-hmm. the hamburglar and all that stuff yeah what was grimace a chicken mcnugget or oh. a shake oh my <laughs> goodness he was a he was a milkshake okay I, grimace back, was a milkshake i, I, I have to plug back to the future a minute again because they were just talking about this the other day i think for some reason yeah. they got onto this that's right and he's they're talking milkshake? about what is grimace <laughs> 
And with he's, Naomi Wong. Oh, with Naomi Wong. That's right. Um, Grimace is a, a milkshake or a creature that gets a brain freeze from a milkshake. He steals milkshakes. There's something about milkshakes in there. What? Um, but the Noid <laughs> uh, appeared for Domino's Pizza. I cannot exactly tell what he was, but Wikipedia lists him as the physical manifestation of all of the challenges inherent in getting a pizza delivered in 30 minutes or less. Or hmm. less. I just thought he was a bunny rabbit that went wrong. <laughs> yeah, like a bunny rabbit with like human. He's like the evil version of Arthur from The Tick. <laughs> <laughs> I have a weird story about the Noid. Uh, one time when I was in high school, I got bored and just painted this really detailed portrait of the Noid on my bedroom wall. Is it the Noid or a Noid? <laughs> I think it's the he, Noid. It's the Noid because he's paranoid <laughs> or annoyed at. I'm going to go with annoyed. Annoyed. Oh, okay. Well, here's, I'm sorry. This is where I got paranoid from. I'm reading this on the wiki page also. Controversy surrounding the Noid. You ready for this? Ooh. Okay. I don't know if you guys know this. I didn't know this. On January 30th, 1989, there was a, a mentally ill man who thought the ads were a personal attack on him. His last name was Noid. Oh, and he no. held two employees at an Atlanta Domino's hostage for over five hours. Whoa. He forced them to make him pizza and was making demands of $100,000, getaway car, <laughs> and like a copy of a, a book or a movie or something. Well, here's the thing. Um, I'm, I'm, here's- I'm laughing because presumably it ended okay, right? Yeah, right. he was found not okay, guilty good. by reason of insanity. He was uh, spent three months in an institution. Oh, never mind. This did not end well. He eventually Oof. committed suicide in 1995. Oh. But that uh, day... Domino's stopped using the Noid. <laughs> and none of the pizzas that were ordered that? that day were probably delivered on time. I'm huh? going to throw uh, that out there. I mean, there. if he held them hostage... Oh, the other pizzas... I was going to say his pizzas probably were, but not everyone else's. <laughs> no, but like anyone calling that Domino's, they didn't get their pizza on time. Yeah. Because the no. Noid was holding it hostage. Oh, that's a sad, depressing, and also kind of funny story. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I, I gotta say, so, as much as much as as much as the puppets are are great, and like that little the, the little interaction between Raph and Leo is great, and the little twitch and and head on, like when it's a shot, like the straight on shot of Leo, like dutifully paying attention to Master Splinter, that looks great. But in this last bit, of, this last shot here where we've got Michelangelo talking on the phone and you have like the profile and you have like the side of his head and the neck mm. yeah. and like that sort of seam there, yep. that, that's a little like, mm, that yeah. is where the, the, the suit meets the head it, part. Absolutely. And there are parts like that where it's totally obvious. I mean, they do an admirable job of kind of keeping it caked in shadow. Like you can see it, but. For most of that shot, it's not there. And to be fair, like the neck seam on the costumes is the one thing I feel like they didn't get. I feel like every other part of the costume is almost flawless. Maybe a little uh, cushiony because they're foam rubber and they're supposed to be a little harder, like the shells mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But yeah, like I can forgive a neck seam. I can just chalk it up to turtle wrinkles because it li- here's ready. Here's the canon explanation. Also- if a turtle can tuck its head into his shell, he's got to have a wrinkly neck because the skin needs to be able to flex. Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, there you go. Ah. Uh, uh, all right. Also, all right. I would just like to <laughs> point out that it looks like Mikey. I just came up with a terrible joke, <laughs> and I'm not going to say it. Uh, okay, <laughs> maybe you can tell your joke too on the Facebook page. We'll just yeah. we'll have a little yeah, bit of. I'll a... run it. I'll run it by you guys first. Okay. <laughs> um, it looks like Mikey's or the turtle stole a phone booth and just kind of just a payphone, just a payphone, and stuck it down here. 
Yeah, how I'm is curious this, how is as to how they get all this stuff through a sewer uh, yeah. manhole. Uh, you know those grates? They lift up the grates and like the service and the service. The, the same thing that we're about to see in like the next two minutes. I think yeah. the easy the the size of that thing. If you remove the grate, no, like true. you can fit in all sorts of like heavy equipment and stuff. No, the Very easy true. explanation Act- is someone flushed a payphone down the toilet. <laughs> oh well, that yeah, obviously that makes a yeah. hell of a lot more the sense. Easy explanation. <laughs> <laughs> and then they threw a Noid action figure in there too. Yeah. Because, yes. You know. Um. The thing that bugs me about this scene with Michelangelo on the phone, have you guys ever like made toy nunchucks? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Always. When you spin them, <laughs> do you spin them like toward your body or away from them? Like what's your default nunchuck spinning motion? I spun them every direction. Okay, so let's put you in the scenario you're on the phone, you're doing what Michelangelo is doing, you're holding your hand, you have a nunchuck in one hand, you're just mindlessly swinging. Is it coming towards you, rotating towards you, or is it rotating away from you? Hmm. I'm just curious. Uh, I, I don't me, think it matters. Me, I mean, well, for I me, like, again, if I'm going to... either way, it's going to be coming, coming, coming at you. Yeah. Like, I always twirl it so that it's coming, I guess, if it's in my right hand, and I'm looking at my right hand, the nunchuck <laughs> is moving clockwise. It from my point of view, backwards but it, towards. But me. if you're in Australia, <laughs> yeah, the Coriolis effect of ninjutsu. I just, I just, I was always seemed really awkward that he's sort of spinning it in the other direction. Maybe that's just my hang up. That's hmm. my OCD kicking in a little bit. Um, you know, if you're a true ninja master, you can spin it any. You direction. can spin it in yeah. any direction. It goes both ways. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, and be ninja dexterous. They're they're teenage <laughs> minds. They are broad and eager, as Splinter says. Trying to remind us that, yes, they are, in fact, teenagers. Mm-hmm. Um, Michelangelo's also doing a pretty good job of that, being very disrespectful of, of Master Splinter. Yeah. disrespectful, being on the phone. Um, I want to, I'm going to, I'm going to draw your attention if you guys got a, the, the DVD in front of you, or if you're going to watch this movie anytime soon, while Splinter is talking, at about 50 seconds, and there's other parts in this shot that you can see this too, if you look to the bottom right corner of your screen, there's like an old... 1980s metal uh, fan, like a desk fan. And then behind that, there's a little furry red thing that looks a lot like a stuffed Elmo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Someone on the uh, set design team not only putting in a lot of Sex Pistols Emma. material, but saying a little hello to uh, Mr. Kevin Clash, who's the voice of Splinter. Do you, do you and think, also Elmo. Do you think Kevin Everybody Clash did that himself? He's like, if I'm going to be in this seat, Elmo's got to be here. <laughs> I have an elbow dog. We put that in the set. To me, it's more interesting if someone put it there and he's like, guys, another stupid Elmo. Like, get (laughs) over it already. So over Elmo. But this was only 1990. Elmo Elmo wasn't really. Oh, yeah. He was just like another random. He, I mean, Kevin Clash, he I don't just even one know of the characters. if he was voicing Elmo by 1990. Because I know Elmo went through a whole bunch of sort of different uh, uh, vocal. Yeah, when actors. No, it was it was Kevin Clash by 1990 for sure. I think he was Elmo in like the late 80s. 1984. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. But anyway, yeah, a little Elmo <laughs> on the screen there, a nice little Easter egg again. Um so Ninja is the art of invisibility as we are told again. Uh Ninja also practiced mainly by assassins if I'm not correct, right? Mhm. You you are you're correct. It's not about fighting. That's one of the things that like 
bugs me the most about like uh, the sort of popular perception of ninjutsu and ninjas and it's like yeah you know there's the the black suits and all the weapons and stuff but historically generally what it is 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 you know the ninja is, is the guy in the castle who's secretly stealing like maps and getting counts of of uh, how many troops there are and sneaking that out you know sending it by by carrier pigeon or you know assassinating somebody they don't fight people ninjas don't fight really? the whole point is to not fight you don't want to fight if you're going to if you're going to if you're going to be violent it's that you like stab somebody in the back in the dark, so, and there is no fight. Do you know where sort of the popular misconception came from, where the ninjas are like the best like movies. fighters? I, Ninja movies. They, they hmm. made for great movies. Like the, the outfit was really... Um, I, I can't... I can't I don't I can't say what the first like real instance of ninjas in movies was but for the west I'm pretty sure like the big like sort of aha ninjas moment was uh, the James Bond movie You Only Live Twice oh, yeah. where he goes to Japan and it's really problematic I recently watched it and it's like oh eh. oh Sean Connery no don't, <laughs> a movie don't, from the 60s being Japanese. problematic no oh. it's yeah, a James Bond Yeah he movie dresses up as a Japanese dude yeah, not just dresses up. Anyway. Oh, um, man. That's man, right. That's I rough. forgot about that. And I love the James Bond movies. that movie is like a giant ninja movie. It's like a giant, like, just all the ninja stuff is so much fun. And I remember seeing that as a kid, and I was like, that's great. And I, and I think that's like one of the first instances of ninjas really being in like a big Western film and getting like an attention from the audience. And I think after that, that may have been what like set off the ninja craze. And it's like one of those things where, where, like uh, in Japan, um, samurai were were the big thing, and samurai were were also a big thing, you know. Here, like samurai movies played well; they 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 do okay. But like after, I, I I'm gonna want to I'm gonna want to look this up afterwards, and I'm sure there's some. Uh, isn't there a James Bond minute or something? There's there's somebody out Holy there sure who knows. If there <laughs> is, but, congratulations to you guys. You got a job yeah. ahead of you. Whoa. Yeah, but, <laughs> that's a lot of. But I, I'm, yeah. I am, I am willing to bet, and I'm going to go ahead and check. I'm going to do some googling after this, and and we'll put it in the notes or whatever. But I think that you only live twice uh, is like when Western audiences got a, a glimpse of these guys in these funny suits that you know like throw throw little metal stars at people and you know and and, and kill them sneakily, and and I, I think. Uh, so yeah, was, I think that's where it comes from, and then then the 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 Hollywood audience, the Hollywood like demand and money, like made it more popular and more popular, and and Japan like at the time and even now like would play into it, and they're just like, all right, ninjas, cool, you want this so is what you want, we'll do it. Are they just kind of borrowing a hodgepodge of different martial arts and throwing it all together, like the whole sort of like the dark suits, the 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 ninja <sighs> weapons? Are they just borrowing from different disciplines? There, there there are different schools, and like a lot of the. A lot of the fighting that they actually we'll we'll get into this stuff later, um, you know, when we actually get some of the fight scenes. But uh, you know, like some of some of it is in ninjutsu, and and a lot of it is just uh, like what was popular, you know, like popular karate, taekwondo, kickboxing of the hmm. time, you know, stuff that stuntmen would be able to do. But but like the ninja stuff is. It's kind of all over the place. It's it's all you know. There are some places. Uh, there are some schools that kind of that uh, currently claim to teach, uh, you know, hundreds of years old traditional ninjutsu, but it it kind of has the same sort of ring of authenticity of of um, you know people dressing up in in armor at at the ren fair uh. and going at it. It's it's not that. 
well-regarded in the martial community. Oh, man, I can't wait to really get into this more with you, Chris. It's nice that we have someone who's uh, an authority on the uh, art of war here (laughs) and uh, combat. Um, This minute ends with Michelangelo vehemently telling whoever's on the other end of that phone, pizza delivery guy, that he wants no anchovies. Uh, Adam had a great idea here for our podcast to spice things up a little bit, something you won't get on any other show. Uh, (laughs) We're going to involve not just your sense of uh, hearing sound. We're going to add a sense of taste to this show, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Um, I'll meet your phone. Adam, why don't you tell us about what we're going to try out in a couple, uh, couple days here? So what, what I'm willing to do, and, and we'll get into this in the next minute, or I guess tomorrow, in listener time, um, we'll actually order a pizza with anchovy. We'll find out once and for all if pizza places actually even put anchovies on pizza. And if they do, I'll actually order one, and I'll eat and it and taste it for you listeners at home. I think we have to Ooh. call Domino's specifically to see if they will do it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good point. Yeah. So if you want to hear, you better stay tuned because I, I, I'm willing to experiment with everything, every single item that a turtle mentions that they put on their pizza in this movie. I would, I for you, for the listening audience, I want to try it. <laughs> and I'm gonna I'd, have a hard time getting a stink bug. <laughs> and. uh uh, but, uh, Ra- Rachel and I share a microphone, so I apologize to Rachel in advance for oh, having to be man. this close to me after I eat an anchovy uh, pizza. <laughs> All right, maybe, maybe well, get, it's just salted maybe, fish. You'll be maybe fine. get it on half. If it's really bad, <laughs> yeah, then you, you're half. not throwing away a whole pizza. You're just getting oh, yeah. I was going to do it's like a, a personal point. pizza. Yeah, All right. Work. Well, you're going to want to tune in and check it out because I've never had an anchovy. I've always been curious. And uh, if nothing else, I'm very eager to hear what Rachel has to say about all this. Oh. <laughs> um, but I think that's it for this minute. Anyone else got anything? No. no. Nope. All right. Well, then, for the crew here at Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Minutes, thank you for spending your Wednesday with us. We will talk to you tomorrow on Thursday for minute number nine. Bye. 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 Calabunga. <laughs> <laughs>